Hello, this is Valerie with Bravo Lowdown, ready to do a recap of Vanderpump Rules, and I just have so much to say about this garbage. I'm not really feeling the new guy, Max, and the whole Sheena thing and all that, but I'll get to it. But last night, you know, they ended off last week with everybody yelling at Kristen about her and Carter, which, you know, I don't know the whole dynamic of it. If she's really like crying to them saying he won't leave, I'm sick of him. Or if she just cries when they press her about why is Carter still there? I mean, I don't know. They're saying that she's crying about him not leaving, but we don't know that. I mean, I don't know. It seems Kristen is on camera. She's trying to tell them that she's fine, that this is her way of breaking up with them and to leave them alone. So we start off with Brittany doing like a Freemason kind of bathtub picture. And um, the girls are over there and just kind of love that. I didn't really find it entertaining. Um, I'm just not a big Jason fan. And I could give a crap about he and Brittany's wedding. But I'm going to have to suck it up. I want to, you know, dish on it. But um, I guess she's putting together a sexy photo montage for Jason. I mean, like, what does he do for her? And it's obvious that, you know, she kisses his ass because she'd be nobody in no Nobodyville, Kentucky. And I know everybody loves Brittany and thinks she's sweet. But at the end of the day, if someone is that sweet and they love someone that vile and all the crap that he's done to her and all the goofy ass shit that he has said to her, I mean, really, is she really that sweet? So... Looks like LVP has um, Brett as her workout trainer, and she does a little scene with him, and they're talking about, you know, whatever. Um, maybe how he talks about how he's not interested in Sheena, and it's like, I don't think any of us are interested in Sheena either. <laughs> and we don't care about her love life, and she calls them boys, and she's boy crazy, and there's just a lot of spinning an image here that it's like, okay, what happened to her trying to save her image with marrying Shay because she was a mistress? I mean, it just like, know who you are, honey. So either you're a woman out on the town, a man eater, or you're, you know, home on the range marrying material. I just don't get it, but I will say that um, something is going to rise. I mean, they're, they're building something up. She's like, all my boys, you know, boys, boys, and then there's a clip where she says, you know, some, something about Max and this um, tension with her and Dana, the new girl, seems super fake and scripted. I mean, at the end of the day, Dana is wanting to be an entertainer. A lot of comedians spin off into acting. Um, it's an art. We'll get to her stand up here in a minute, but you know, it's just, they're back at the restaurant. Dana's working there and Sheena's like, Oh, go, uh, do the glasses. And she's like, Oh, okay. Um, I just think there's just a, 
bit, you know, there's, I don't know if this season's going to be its last. I mean, I, I'm not saying for the network it's going to be its last. Maybe for me it's going to be the last that I can walk of, watch of it. I actually do enjoy um, Ariana and Tom. Stassi's funny. I think she's got something going on with Bo that's fun. But I'm kind of tired of Sheena and Jason. And maybe even Kristen. I don't know. So, there's like this whole thing at CERN, lots of filming with Dana and Sheena and supposedly some kind of tension because Dana wants to date Max. Why? I don't know. He's probably more douchey to me than Jason. So, good luck with that, Vanderpump. I mean, did you pick this guy? Is this guy their friend? First off, he's all of like, what, 5'5", five, 5'6"? Five, five, He's not this, like, playboy that they're trying to play out. Like, they go to Tom Tom and they're like, why does this button say Max's girlfriend of the week? First off, misogynist much, you know? Um, there's just a lot that turns my stomach with Max. I don't think he's all that. So, let's see. Moving right along. And I know I sound really bitchy, but... Um, we go to the studio. Lala's introducing her brother, her little brother. He's like wanting to be a white rapper kind of guy. Um, he's in there doing a mix. She's obviously throwing her Randall money around because she's got a producer in there. And it looks like they're in a nice studio where back in the day you'd see them sitting on James' bed in his bedroom. And he'd be on a laptop. So things are changing and evolving. James walks in, they say hi, they have some light chat, everybody leaves, and she kind of has this, uh, you know, conversation that kind of patches things up with her and James so they can film together. Big deal. I didn't find it that endearing. I actually like James. I'd like to see more. I don't think what he said about Randall and Mala wasn't true. I think that he came from a place of, um, you know, jealousy, of course, and he's been, you know, roaming around Hollywood and L.A. for a number of years, and he knows what he sees, and he just called it like he saw it, and it struck a nerve, and a lot of us see that, and Lala hasn't changed. I mean, she's, like, complaining about what Carter doesn't do for Kristen and she's like oh but I give Randall good BJ's and it's just so exhausting so then we see the lovely Ariana sitting down with a certain employee and Sheena and it looks like they're friends and they have a nice little conversation and it's, her name is Danica and she says that she's a manager at Sir. so they get on the subject of Max and I actually like this Danica girl and what she has to say listen Okay, that's great. So not only is the guy douchey, but he's a liar, and I'll get to the part where he's confronted about telling girls that he owns part of Tom Tom. 
So while they're having lunch, they do a little dueling lunch session with Max and Dana. And she talks about her mom um, dying of cancer, which was sad. And Max is sitting there looking, you know, um, like he's really into her, I guess. And then he kind of goes off on the interview and says, you know, I just can't with Sheena. She's very surfacey and Dana has more depth. Yeah, Dana does seem to have more depth. She seems to have her more um, uh, eye on the prize kind of situation. But as far as her depth level in going for the manager and the front guy for Tom Tom for the show. Yeah, no, I, I just don't, I just don't see this gorgeous blonde with this short little, I mean, look at the guy's arms are like pencils. At one point he like brushes his arm, his hair, you know, like where most guys use that opportunity to flex and there's like nothing there. And I'm not trying to like shame this guy, but he's just, Ugh, he's just small and weaselly to me. I mean, he's got a handsome face, but as soon as the bro starts talking, it's like, yeah, you know what? You might want to take it down a notch because you're really not all that. But apparently getting a job on the show and being front man of Tom Tom is making him all that. And it's got him a lot of gooch. Good for him. But I just, I just see another douchebag rolled out. Talk about no depth. So they have lunch. And we move on to um, Brittany is going to, I mean, hold on. This whole season's going to be a lot of parties for Jason and Brittany. Can you take that? Because, I mean, that's all Jason wants. And, you know, after he got married, he turned 40. So that he was still, I mean, the center of attention. And if you ask me, it's the only reason why this guy wants to get married. Um... I mean, I just can't with him. I I know I'm at a loss for words, but it's like, yeah, of course you want to get married. You saw Tom and Katie do it and all the attention and all the parties and how Schwartz was the center of attention. And of course you would want that. So they decide, Brittany decides she's going to have, um, I don't know if it's a bridal shower. I don't know what it was. Um, but she's going to do a wedding party with the gals where they get dressed up in vintage gowns. Now, in the meantime, they show Lala going over to Vanderpump Dogs and playing with the dogs and Lisa. Now, can I just say something? I, I mean, I've really got to get this. I love LVT. But so far, I like if the all I'm going to get LVP is in Vanderpump Rules, I'm highly disappointed. I know that her character is supposed to be of the mother figure of the group and doling out advice and look at me, I'm so successful. But in a sense, I'm feeling that it's coming off like condescending and not that genuine and she's bored and she's just kind of thumbing her nose and at their situation. She's not really digging in deep and like, you know, involved in what's actually going on in their lives. It's just, you know, I'm going to use the word again. We just said about Dana, surfacey. So um, they have a little sit down with Lala and Lisa and the Vanderpump dogs and 
I mean, I don't even know what to make. So they decide that, you know, instead of talking about themselves, hey, let's talk about Kristen, who's not there in the room, which gets a little old, you know, it's like, why don't you talk about your life? Why don't you talk about that blow up with Fofty? Why don't you talk about, you know, the 500 or things, if you're really sober or not? Um, how many meetings are you going to? Your journey of, you know, of how hard it is to not drink a bottle of wine before you go to bed like you used to. Um, but, oh, I know. Let's talk about Kristen. Um, I mean, do we see a pattern here? So they all go out, the ladies, Kristen, Katie, and Brittany. They go to shop for these vintage wedding dresses at a secondhand store. And they kind of have a talk, and Katie says she's sorry. And it's like, yeah, bitch, you should be sorry. Hey, you're having, like, you're having a freaking house chill party, but turn the dime in five minutes, and you're screaming at somebody that's supposed to be your friend. But for the cameras, I mean, calm down. Take a Xanax. So I just thought it was ridiculous. And then La La last, uh, episode last week was like, I'm so much more grounded. I don't yell at people. I'm so much better of a person now that I'm sober. And then they show all these things where she's yelling at somebody. And then what you do, she ends the thing. Don't call out my name. You're calling out my name. Don't you call out my name. I mean, to me, she seemed drunk. So I'm not sure if she's really sober, but I'm going to kind of mark the little box of Probably not. So then we go to the bar at Tom Tom, and um, the guys are sitting there with Max, and they bring it up. Hey, dude, we heard you're telling people you own part of Tom Tom. No, no, man, bro. No, no, I was trying to hook up some ladies, you know, and I said, y'all want to come back to my bar, you know, because I work there, my bar. You'd say the same thing. And the guys just are like, yeah, you know what? Pretty sure when they worked at Sir, they said they never called Sir my restaurant. So you're out of gas, dude. I'm going to believe that he did tell people that he owned part of Tom Tom. And right there makes him a little life scumbag. And he, he just kind of is Jax Taylor 2.0. That's all I got. A short Jack. And Jax Taylor ain't that tall either, y'all. Now, the Brett guy. He's hunky. I mean, Lisa showed some pictures of him. He's training Lisa. He's super tall. You know, I, I kind of like him. He doesn't like Sheena. He seems more of a kind of cool guy. I just do not like this Max guy. So we'll see where that goes because my that's just my opinion. So they go forward and Brittany and Jax go to visit their jeweler friend. And they're looking at some, um, I don't know if they're rings or earrings that she got for the bridesmaids. And then he pulls out their wedding bands and she's like, oh, Jack says, oh, she's like, oh, you know, up the game. And that's why when everyone's like, oh, Brittany's so sweet. No, honey, she's got her eye on the prize. <laughs> she likes what she's, you know, she likes the fame. She likes being on TV and... She hooked up with Jax for a reason, and maybe they both deserve each other, but I don't know. Just the fawning over the diamonds. I mean, we all love rings and stuff, but it just, I don't know. I just feel like she comes off, you know, with all this 
glitz and glamour. Um, I mean, who doesn't want that? But at the end of the day, you've got this guy who treats you like shit. I mean, I don't think that they're this happy couple. But that's just, again, my opinion. So then Ariana decides that she's depressed, that she's bought this beautiful house. She's got a level of success. She's written a cocktail book. Um, but she can't get out of bed in the morning. But she thinks that what's going to make it feel better is to go and backwards and go back and start bartending again. And she goes to Lisa and Lisa's like, first off, bitch, um, I still haven't really forgiven you for coming to me and, and accusing me of not being a genuine person and throwing the boys under the bus, the guys. And so that's not what she said verbatim, but I'm paraphrasing. Um, Ariana was like, you know, I really, you know, want to kind of work on this. And that's where I'm saying Lisa and like what I'm seeing of Lisa. And this is all the LVP I'm going to get. I'm kind of like, I mean, I, I, I get it. It's the premise of the show, but she just is coming off really, um, like she's not really connected to these people at all. And Ariana's like, I haven't spoken to Lisa since that. What, what, what was that at the Jason and Brittany's that happened at their engagement party? Wasn't that what it was where she confronted Lisa and said, Hey, you know, listen, you're making jokes at the guy's behalf. I'm not loving it. And Lisa wasn't loving it either. I think that she should have known better. So I'm not sure if production put her up to that. So, you know, she confronts Lisa. She says she hasn't seen her since, but I don't know about that. I mean, you saw her at the reunion. You saw her um, at the Vegas opening. We all know you guys were there. So... It's just awkward. I don't, I'm not digging, and I wasn't digging it either when, like, Katie and Tom were getting married, and Lisa's like, oh, you know, I don't know about you two, and then they got married. It's like, I wouldn't want anybody officiating my wedding that was like, I don't think you guys are a good couple, oh, but I'll marry you. I mean, the absurdity. So we'll see what happens with that. But I do love Lisa. It's awesome seeing her on the show. So she says she's going to think about bringing Ariana back. I mean, I just think it's everyone is com commenting on social media that like um, these people want back on to go bartend. So they have camera time because the show is supposed to be about working at the restaurant. And so you do see a lot of. Tina and Dana, and then they've got a couple people that are also thrown in there. So maybe they're right. Maybe these people are like, I want to go back and bartend so I can get a scene on the show because now that we all quit, we're not really part of the show. So we'll see what happens. Darn it, I hate it when I do that. I'm on my glass table here. So boring, boring, boring. I think that it ends up with this whole um, trip, you know, when Brittany and Jason went to go look at the gifts for the bridesmaids and the wedding bands, the trip was brought up about Carter wanting to come 
And Jason's like, yeah, he's been texting me. How much are the rooms? How much is this? And um, he wants to go. I feel uncomfortable. And then, you know, they decide, well, I'm going to go talk to a man-to-man when we go to Kirsten's house to help her move. So they, um, Dana also, I'm passing up here. And I'll go back to it in a minute. But they end up at Kirsten's house. But in between, everybody goes to see Dana and her stand-up. And I'm sorry, I didn't think it was funny. And talking about your dead mom for comedy, I mean, I know you're trying to make a joke about it. But it was really awkward. And then she was like, oh, people saying this to you. And, oh, no, she's watching me upset. I just didn't. The, to me, the joke fell flat. I didn't think anything was funny. I don't think she's funny. So good luck with that, Dana. Sorry. Not sorry. And then we go to Kristen's house. And I'm just going to wrap it up really quick. Hey, guys, guess what? None of your fucking business. If you sat there and you listened to her cry and she's still with Carter, then that's when you just grow a set and say straight up, Kristen, whatever you do with Carter is your business, but I don't want to hear about you crying about it. So keep it to yourself. And when you are broken up, I will completely support you. Problem solved. If Kristen wants Carter to go to Miami, let him fucking go. He's not asking you to pay for it. Kristen wants him there. It's obvious Kristen is lying to you guys because you confronted her about supporting the guy. And it really bothers them. But it didn't bother them that Brittany had nothing. She showed up in a car full of crap. See, Jax complained that she didn't do anything but order post-its and get fat. Those are his words. Um, her only income has been through Jacks and being on the show and whatever they're doing, they're promoting the teeth whiteners and all of that comes from Jason. So why is it okay for Brittany and not for Carter? So we get to Kristen's um, apartment that she's moving out of and She's like, oh, I don't know what I, you know, I got to move two days. And Jason asks where Carter is. And she's like, oh, he was moving some stuff over to my house. And she gets him on, she gets Carter on the phone. And he's like, oh, yeah, I'm over here looking at the new doors. They look awesome. We got to get this trim. And but it's obvious Carter's moving into the house with Kristen. Get over it, you guys. It's just nobody's business. It's so awkward that they even think that it's somebody's business. And yeah, if she's complaining about it, then they need to take that up with Kristen and decide, is Kristen somebody I want to be friends with? Getting involved in somebody's relationship and dictating to them what they should be doing is just wrong. If he's not beating her, if he's not doing drugs and stealing money from her, I mean, it just seems really um, intrusive that it's okay for a guy to have a girlfriend with no money, drives from Kentucky with all her belongings, her whole life in the car, and show up on Jax's doorstep and live with them for years. And she gets opportunities by working at Sir, and so it's okay. So why 
wouldn't it be okay if maybe Kristen got opportunities for Carter? It just makes no sense to me. I think it's really rude. I think that they look at Kristen as just a complete fuck up that they want to control. And they like bashing her life. And maybe they just plain don't like Carter. I don't know. But as I've given all these examples, there are just, there's a, a huge double standard here. Now, that was how the show wrapped out, wrapped up. And I am adding some to this podcast because there have been some developments. And I'm actually kind of glad that I didn't post it. I got a little busy. And I need to get better at, you know, I record a podcast. I need to edit and post it because I have an issue with that. And I, you have no idea how many podcasts don't even make me posting because I couldn't edit it. But anyway, um, for a while at the beginning, when I first started this, I wanted to add, I didn't do any edits. And I did say some things. I was like, oh, my gosh, why did I say that? That's so dumb. So I love having the option to edit, but um, there's some new developments, y'all. So in the beginning of the podcast, you hear me saying, I'm not feeling this Max guy. Well, nobody was. And all of our instincts were pretty much spot on. And you know the saying, and I don't know if it was Maya Angelou that said this, but when someone shows you who they are, believe them. And this Max guy is misogynist, racist city. He is no good. I don't care. Well, first, let me get to what happened. Evidently, a fan did some digging because that's what we, we got to love our hardcore fans. They are doing the Bravo God's work for us. And they, these fans go deep go deep for us other fans and then they put it in the Facebook groups and it went viral um, Max had some questionable no they're not questionable they're outright disgusting some tweets from it looks like 2012 and um, I didn't post them because I think that I've mentioned before that I've got in trouble with Instagram and well, more like some trolls and garbage people accounts were had jealousy issues. Why? I don't know. It's just freaking Instagram. But they were relentlessly reporting everything I posted and like an idiot. I didn't realize these people were on me and in a nutshell, I, tried to out the Harry Hamlin situation when he wore the swastika um, t-shirt for a Halloween party and claimed he was Sid Vicious. But um, so my account's been basically on a restricted mode. I'm shadow banned. So that's that. So that's why I did not post all of the tweets and I had to edit what I did post and I took them down when I went to bed and put them back up. And the only reason why I took them down is because like I said, I've got some garbage accounts that stalk my accounts relentlessly. Why? I don't know. I don't know. Instagram's a big platform. Go run your account and leave mine alone. So the first one, it says, which I posted, there's this girl I see every day at school. She looks like the girl from the movie Precious. And I'm not just saying that because she's big and black. All righty then. 
Um, the next one, something about Asians that make me want to punch them in the suck hole. This is tweets from Max. Is his name Boyens? I don't even know the guy's name. Another tweet. Why are the girls that work the front desk at my gym so huge? You work at a gym. Oh, God. I can't even with that one. Okay, and then I have... Here's a string of them. When I'm up in the gym, I just bounce in my dick by my tiger on repeat by my nigga. And I'm repeating what he posted. I don't like these words. I don't care if it's N-I-G-G-A and he's saying he's not saying it. He thinks it's cool. There's a couple tweets um, right here. It upsets me that the word, and I'm just going to spell it, N-I-G-G-A is not allowed to be said unless you are black because quite honestly, it's my favorite word. And then he spells out in capitals, N-I-G-G-G-G-G-A-A-A-A-A-A-A. And I mean, that's pretty much it. The rest is just how come I can't say that word if black people can. He's talking about Justin Bieber. It's not, you know, like, oh my God, he tweeted nonstop for two years, this stuff. So I think that moreover, his misogynist attitude on the show and how the show is building him up to be this playboy you know, young manager of Tom Tom. I mean, he, like I said previously, he got busted for saying it was his bar. I mean, oh, my bar. I worked there. So come back to my bar. I think there's a lot of us that are just looking at this guy and thinking he's not really special. He's got a lot of talk going on and nothing to really back it up. Um, he's not really that good looking. Um, I'll take tall, dark, and handsome Brett. I mean, that tall drink of water, the body. And then he seems a little more grounded and realistic. I mean, he's instantly seeing through Sheena's crap. So then one more thing I want to um, note is the fans that dig deep and have that eye. I personally noticed something in the scene with Ariana and Lisa Vanderpump. And, uh, I, you know, couldn't put my finger on it. And plus I, you know, I'm always doing five things at once, but the fans noticed that her look changed, that her hair got longer. She didn't have on as much makeup. I noticed she's got like a little black kind of, um, bra top that shows under her little blazer and then it's not showing. So not sure what was going on. Ariana responded when it was pointed out that, this scene obviously was retaped and they edited it, it all together. And she's like, yeah, that's called a pickup scene. Well, I think that most of us that watch reality TV, we want something filmed and that's it. We don't want any pickup scenes. And it diminishes the fact that you're trying to push this as reality TV. Let's face it. After watching last night's Real Housewives of New Jersey, and I'm going to try and pound out a... Uh, a podcast of that and do a quick little recap but since I'm adding to the Vanderpump rules it's going up late I don't care um they had a Mother's Day um and all the ladies brought their moms and we all know Teresa's mom recently passed away well not recently but it's still fresh and at the end Mark well Margaret's like I'm not inviting her and 
kind of made us think about it with Jackie on a little walk through the property prior to the party. And she's like, no, I'm not inviting her. She wouldn't speak to me at Melissa's fashion show. And I, I don't, I'm not feeling her. Well, at the end of the day, how insensitive would it be to invite someone who's lost their mom in the last just two years to a Mother's Day brunch where everybody else is going to have their mom sitting next to them? I'm pretty sure Teresa wanted to sit it out and production thought this will be good drama. You say you're not going to invite her. Teresa gets upset about it. I mean, and then the first thing she says at the end of the episode when they go to the Hamptons is, you know, yeah, I wasn't invited. So I just really call scripted. And I'm starting to think maybe the fight at the boutique with Danielle was also staged. Because I was thinking, you know, here comes Teresa and Danielle running down the street the cameraman know to be down the street waiting for them to run I mean you got to put those kind of things together it's called suspension of disbelief and that is the magic of TV and movies you can google it but for now I'm going to sign out because I'm going to get on to my recap of um, and my thoughts on Real Housewives of New Jersey and thank you again to all who listen and come back again for the lowdown on all things Bravo and don't forget to listen to my recap of Real Housewives of New Jersey later on today I'll have it up thank you